if Mason and I get 100 views with an average, we'll say, we'll make it easy, two and a half minute uh, watch time duration, we're going to a tattoo shop to get QR codes tattooed on our forearms without asking our wives. <laughs> yeah, done. All right, there we go. Mason. Yeah, what's up, dude? I've got a story for you. All right, let's hear it. Uh, we're wrapping up this job for the general contractor I'm working with currently, and uh, paint's going in. We're doing the finishes, so that means we call it trim out. That's where you put the electrical trims on, so it's the plate covers. They're actually putting the plugs in the wall. They're doing the air registers. Uh, they're going to be on there. They're painting everything, all that good stuff. So the uh, we had a scissor lift in the master bedroom and the master bedroom has this humongous slider that goes to the patio and then there's also a door to the hallway and then to the main room so um, me and my coworker are in the main part of the house HVAC guys come up to us and they're like hey uh, we need you to come look at something we're like what's up they're like, eh, just, we got something stuck. So we're like, ah, crap. So we walk over there, and they have the scissor lift stuck halfway out this door. So on these doors that, uh, are, that are the sliders, usually they have that track that's probably like inch and a half, two inches tall mm -hmm. off the ground. Um, and they had put a piece of plywood and some two-by-fours on top of the track, driven the scissor lift on top of it and then gotten it stuck with the two back wheels over and they were driving it in reverse and the two front wheels still stuck inside the room and they can't get it to really go backward or forward at this point. Uh, so uh, my buddy, that uh, his name's Logan, he goes, why didn't you guys take it out through the doorway? And the guy goes, oh man, uh, the trim was on so we can't get it out there anymore. He's like, we've been going in and out of there with that thing several times. It's tight, and you got to do it correctly, but you can do it. And the dude's like, no, I don't, I don't think so, man. And we're just like, all right, whatever. And he's like, so I, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, do we need to get a forklift? Because this thing weighs like 4,000 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. So I walk around to the back of this scissor lift, and it's got like a couple steps to get up in the lift. And I like stand at the base of it. And I just start yanking on this thing for everything I'm worth. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just like a U-channel. So it's digging into your hands pretty good. And it's not moving <laughs> at all. Like you said, 4,000 pounds of yeah. this stupid machine. So, but then I forget who it was. One of the roofers comes over. Like he was walking by. So he sees me just yanking on it. One of the other guys comes over. I grabbed like a drop cloth. And the guy, one of the HVAC guys is up in the lift. He realizes, oh, crap, like, we're doing this right now. Like, we're not talking <laughs> about a plan, anything. So the three of us start pulling up on this thing. We get it off the ground enough to where he can drive it forward and get it back in the room. And then Logan ended up uh, getting it out of there. It, it took a second, and you've got to be meticulous with how you do it so you don't scratch up the walls. But yeah. we got it out of there, and it was just like, oh, oh you guys. <laughs> so that's why you get paid the big bucks right apparently because i can lift a friggin house apparently yeah well you needed some help that's a lot that's pretty heavy 
still. Yeah. I'm, I'm claiming most of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It has been a minute since I've seen you on the podcast. What have you been up to, dude? It has, hasn't it? You've yeah. Been, you've had some solo podcasts. Yeah, had a guest. We had Forrest on the podcast. Last week, you and I got together to record the podcast and then ended up uh, on a business phone call with uh, someone. So we spent our time, instead of doing the podcast, we were doing that. So, Mm -hmm. uh, which, little teaser, we're going to be talking about um, three-year projections in a couple weeks, and he'll probably figure this out when he listens to it. But we're going to be bringing on a guest to hopefully critique ours on the show. So I'll probably call him tomorrow so he just doesn't just get blindsided by it when he <laughs> listens to the episode. But Yeah. No, I've just been uh kids started basketball. Yeah. So I've been coaching that. That's difficult. <laughs> you know? The uh the younger one he uh, got out of like the pre K part of the the, the league. So I was hoping that it'd be like practices wouldn't be so much like keeping kids off the floor and them running around, mm. like not paying attention. Right, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, they still, first and second graders, they still do that. <laughs> yeah, some of these, I think some of the parents just bring them for a little bit of hour of babysitting. Yeah. To get some steam off. Mm-hmm. I think there's two kids on the team that just like one of them cries every time. Oh dear God! Doesn't want to be on. He doesn't want to play basketball. Doesn't like it. Are you serious? Yeah, he just he's like I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's another kid. He's funny. He just is just in his own world. Doesn't really care. Doesn't really want to play. And then there's a couple knuckleheads on the team, so it's like it's hard to. Get anything done. I mean, God bless school teachers, dude. Like, I don't know how they do it. Uh, I couldn't. I know that for sure. No, hell no. No, but that's about, I mean, my life. It's not, I don't have any, you know, nothing crazy happens. Do anything at the house? No, not really. Almost finished with the bathroom. That took forever. Yeah? Did you get your mirror home? Yeah, the mirror's up, the sink, the toilet's <laughs> in. Yeah, I just got to paint the uh, the side walls. There you go. And put on the toilet dispenser and some decor and stuff. But yeah, it's almost done. So, it looks nice. Sweet. I'll have to send you a picture of it when it's fully done. Speaking of bathroom decorations, um, uh, the church that my wife and I go to, they have at the urinal there's this like frame with a if you want to get connected and a qr code and i walked in there and i'm like oh my gosh like who is this for you go in there to take a leak and are you going to be standing there and then be like let me see if i can pull my phone out at the same time to scan a qr code or how is this supposed to work you ever do that no because i think usually when you open your camera in a bathroom Oh, yeah, you got to open the camera up. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's not good. (laughs) Did you scan it? Hell no. Oh. (laughs) I don't even know what it was for. I just remember seeing that and laughing. I was like, that's retarded. Speaking of that, you know how I I sent you that picture of uh, the guy who had the QR code tattooed, Mm -hmm. but then it went to, like, a music video? Oh, yeah. uh, The other day I was watching, like... uh, you know the cuts on TikTok of the stand-up comedians, and one of the yeah. guys in there um, 
had a QR code tatted and it was to an NSYNC song. <laughs> he was like, yeah, the guy scanned it and it went on to uh, Spotify. That's hilarious. Yeah. How much trouble do you think I'd be in if I uh, made a bet with the uh, audience? I think you could do it. You know why? Is because, like, uh, I forget what the one I use, the QR code I use. Mm-hmm. Is that you just go onto the back, you go to the website, and you can change it to where the fuck you want it to. Yeah, I've got the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like, you know. Well, I mean more in trouble with the wife, but. Oh, yeah, I know. <clears throat> but that's how you could swing it. All right, so. So, like, you know, are if you, it's business. It's a write-off. Yeah, or like when you first get it, what you do is you set it up, it goes to, like, uh, your wife's, like, Instagram or Facebook page so she knows you're taken. Yeah, and then when she, <laughs> once it's approved, then you switch it to the business. <laughs> yeah, the wedding ring doesn't say enough. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got a tattooed for you. Would your wife murder you? No. So you're saying if we get 100 views before... Oh, let's see. We're not recording next Monday, but... All right, here's what we'll do. We've got an episode coming out next Tuesday that I'm recording Wednesday night. If we get 100 views on this episode right here, the next episode where you and I sit down together, we're gonna, uh, we'll kick it off at a tattoo shop getting QR codes tattooed. So what is that, like a week? I guess technically two weeks? No, it's... Two uh, weeks. We don't record for two weeks. No, it'll be a week. It'll be a week. So you, it has to be done before the next episode drops. Okay. So one week, seven days. Our best, uh, and this is YouTube only, our best performing <laughs> video on YouTube for the podcast has 92 views. Okay. So we're going to be beating that number in a week. In one week. And that video is like six months old. No, it's like a year and a half old. Oh, shit. Even yeah. worse. Sweet. Yeah, but the recent ones we've been getting, we've actually had some good traction on. So, But our conversations, nah, usually those are a little slower because no one wants to hear us. <laughs> you in? I'm all about it. Okay, all right. Here's, the, I, here's the clip for Instagram. I also don't think there's a chance in hell it happens. I'm going to promote this on Instagram. <laughs> I'll pay some money so that you and I both clicks, end up at the... Pay for yeah. clicks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's the clip for Instagram. If Mason and I get 100 views with an average, we'll say, we'll make it easy, two and a half minute uh, watch time duration, we're going to a tattoo shop to get QR codes tattooed on our forearms without asking our wives. <laughs> yeah, done. All right, there we go. All right. <laughs> What was the what was the original? How many subscribers did we have to get for you to get plastered on the show? We had to get a thousand views on an episode. Oh fuck! Was it? I thought it was like a hundred. No, it was a thousand views on one episode. Kill two birds with one stone. Get a tattoo and get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we get a thousand, I mean, you get to cash it in. Yeah. So. <laughs> Done. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Have you ever been to a restaurant called the Keg? Yeah, they have one in uh, Tempe. Really? Yeah. They have one at, uh, what is that, Desert Ridge? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about it. Uh, my friend, who I'm 
remodeling his kitchen right now. He took me there after we were done working on Saturday, and I was like, this place is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing was, it's a nice restaurant. Um, they've got good steaks there. Uh, and so we sit down, and he's like, yeah, I really like coming here. Great service, usually super quick with your order. Your Like, you order your drinks. They show up. It's You're going to get this mm-hmm. fresh bread at your table right away. Like, top-notch service, dude. How was the bread? Bread was phenomenal. Waitress. Dumber in a bag of rocks. <laughs> oh. Does it beat... Texas Roadhouse? Yeah. Wait, yeah. What? They have the best buns and cinnamon butter sauce. If you were to take that cinnamon butter and bring it over there. Yeah, okay. I think also that Texas Roadhouse is too big. I think you know how restaurants get to that point where like they were good tend to, like I look at Black Angus as 15 20 years ago. That was a good restaurant. Now their quality, I don't think, is the same as what it used to be. So some people will be like, "Oh, like for my family, if we were going to Black Angus, it was a big deal. If we go to Black Angus now, we walk out and we're like, that was kind of disappointing." My one and only Black Angus, I think it was the one up on Bell Road, mm-hmm. and uh, we had the kids with us. Awful service. I think we were there for an hour and a half. <laughs> and the food wasn't even good. Yeah. I will never go there again. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it used to be a nice place to go to. Mm-hmm. You know what place I liked going to when I was a kid? Hmm. I think it was called... We only I've only been... only went a couple times, like after basketball tournaments. I think it was called Lone Star. Oh, yeah. That's because you could throw the peanuts on the floor. They had, like, a big old mm-hmm. thing of peanuts, and you just threw it on the floor. Yeah. That's the only reason why I liked it. There was a, was it Bill Johnson's Big Apple or something like that? That was on Bell Road too. Mm-hmm. Never went there though. Yeah, I just remember the people walking around with like their uh, the six shooters on and all that stuff. It was super cool, especially to a little kid who's just seeing like all these like these cowboy people with real six shooters. And yeah. at the time, like we were watching, my mom would have us watch like uh, the Lone Ranger oh, and Bonanza cool and all. Ones. Yeah. Spaghetti Western type stuff. So, yeah. Desert Ridge has a, has a pretty cool. Uh, I don't think it's. It might be a restaurant during the day, but it's like a bar at night. It's a country bar, but they have like live music. Okay, yeah, I've walked past it. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it can get a little rowdy in there, but because I went to Nashville to see my buddy, and I really liked all those bars over there because they just always had live music, mm-hmm. and it was pretty sweet. Yeah. When'd you go? Went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. It was probably like five years ago now, four years ago. Was it super touristy? I've heard that people are starting to call it Nash Vegas because they're going hard. Like touristy? What do you mean? Was it touristy? Like bachelorette parties everywhere. People no, just not that I sloppy noticed. drunk all over. No, not that I noticed. We also I went during hockey season. Because downtown is the Predators oh, okay, yeah. arena, and they take their hockey serious. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like rowdy hockey fans, but not like bachelor parties and stuff. Bachelorette parties. Bachelorette. A little different. Same Bachelor thing. parties, they're going to Vegas. Bachelorette parties, they're going to Nashville. I would go to Nashville for a bachelor party. 
But which one are you choosing, Vegas or Nashville? Probably Nashville. I've been to Vegas so many times. Mm, too much of a partier. Uh, Vegas is cool. Like, I'm more old now. Like, <laughs> I like to go to the shows. <laughs> Do stuff like that. <laughs> Wake up early in the morning, go sit down and gamble. Yeah. We were, um, when we went to Michigan, we had a direct flight there, and on the way back, we had a layover in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So at the Vegas airport, they've got all the slot machines and everything mm-hmm. like that. So uh, when we first landed, I was like, babe, I know you've never gambled before, like, while we're here. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, if you want to. Like, Did she? No, we ended she's, up. Just, she never gambled still? Uh-uh. Why not? Some people are just like, I'm just throwing my money away, and it's like, that's it. So That's true. Depends on how you look at it. We did have Steak and Shake, though, and I loved that place. Never had Steak and Shake before? No. You go back east, it's all over the place. Yeah. That's where we go all the time when we go to Illinois. Dude. Steak and Shake's good. Burgers were good. Shakes were good. Living up to the name right there. I forget what it's called. It's a something patty. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger. Oh, so that good. sounds amazing. That's yeah, good. Dude. I made some uh, grilled ham and cheese a couple weeks ago. This makes this is off topic, too. Are you an In-N-Out guy? Yeah. I'm not a big In-N-Out fan. Really? Like, mm-hmm. Are you Five Guys or Whataburger? Or? Whataburger. It's hands down the best burger. Are you serious? Yeah. Not even, co- not even close. I feel like... No. Not even close. I feel like that's how In-N-Out is for me. You sound like a tourist. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that good. Five Guys is good, too, but, like... They're too expensive. Yeah, and they make them so thin. Like, I could have, like, six of them. Freddy's, they make their burgers too thin. And they have a really good chicken sandwich, too. Really? Not Freddy's, but Freddy's does have... My my oldest son, he loves Freddy's. Freddy's and Culver's. Their patties are too thin at Freddy's. It's like a piece of paper for me. And I'm mm-hmm. just like... He likes that. If you guys would actually give me more steak on my steak burger, I'd be like, all right, this You've is pretty good. You've been to It's been a while. I used to go there with my uncle, and he always used to give them, like, weird names. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, dude, you can get, like, a... Ostrich burgers at Fuddruckers. Are you serious? Yeah, you can get, like, they got a bunch of, like, you get bison burgers. What are the odds that it's all just beef and they season it a little differently? I don't know. The texture's different. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can get elk burgers. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We tried, uh, this was probably two months ago. We went to Yogurtini, and I love the frozen yogurt, Yogurtini. I get, I've gotten the same thing for like over a What do you put decade. on it? What do you get? Chocolate with cookie dough. Okay. It's my you can't really go wrong. favorite thing. And uh, so I went with some friends, and I like I really like ice cream. Like, that's my dessert. I don't like cookies. I'm not like yeah, same here. brownies, I'm, but ice, ice cream, cream. Yeah. I'm turning into a full, full-on fat boy on that. So... I sit down after, or no, I weigh my cup at Yogurtina. They're like, $13, please. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you mother. So um, after that, it's been a lot of like, I'm not going 
to go to a frozen yogurt place when I can go buy like two or more cartons of ice cream and then have a whole bunch of people over and I've paid the same amount for everybody and have leftovers that I would pay for myself. Yeah, but the soft serve creaminess Don't sometimes care. do not care anymore. If I'm craving ice cream, I like it like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or well, I'll just go to McDonald's and get a vanilla ice cream cone. So or after. Dairy Queen butterscotch dipped. Dairy Queen Chocolate Extreme. Now, I'm a big chocolate guy. Really? Yeah, like I I'll eat milk chocolate. chocolate by itself, but I don't like it when it gets cold. I love chocolate ice cream. There's three three things that I get when I go to yo- places like Yogurtini. Mm-hmm. When I'm craving it, it's very simple. It's the vanilla with Fruity Pebbles. Okay. Maybe some, cap- not Captain Crunch, yeah, Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Or sometimes I'll put like a, get the vanilla and put like oats, granola on it with uh, caramel and honey. And some cinnamon. That's good too. Too healthy. Yeah. And now I noticed, I think it is yogurtini. They also have the pineapple dough whip. Mm. I'll just get a large cup and go dough whip. Pineapple and vanilla, that's it. <laughs> Just walk out. Oh I gosh. love me some. Okay, but uh, after I passed the trade-specific test, mm-hmm. I we had uh, two of my friends were like, hey, like, let's get together. Just say, like, hey, congratulations. So uh, we went and bought a bunch of ice cream, bought Oreos, bought, like, the break-off cookie dough, and brought, uh, bought full-size Reese's. Took a little bit of milk, threw like it in the blender, and made ice cream shakes. Whatever these restaurants are doing and calling it a shake is knockoff bullshit. Because when we tried that, I'm telling you, I made the absolute best cookies and cream <laughs> shake in my life. And everyone that was trying it that day was like, what is this? And we just used a regular blender. It wasn't like one of those yeah. ninja. You like, you like chocolate, right? Yeah. Like if you ever want to make like a homemade chocolate malt, mm-hmm. you got to get one of the handheld ones. Not in a blender kind of thing. Okay. Just get some like vanilla bean or something, mm-hmm. but put Ovaltine. Not what's, Nesquik or anything. What's Ovaltine? Ovaltine's like a, it's a, it's a malt like chocolate milk mix. Mm. It's like orange. <laughs> Okay. Kind of, it's just like Nes- Nesquik. Okay, okay. Like it's just a powder. And yeah. You just put some milk in it. It's the best homemade chocolate shake, malt, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, okay. But there, you know there's a difference between a shake and a malt, I was right? going to ask you that. But I don't know. What's the difference? Like what they use? There's like this powdered malted milk that goes in there. It changes the texture a little bit. changes the flavor. It's, it's probably what all, phenomenal. That's probably what Ovaltine is. I'm going to look I it think it right also now. has a little bit of... There's a place, uh, Lenny's Burger Shop. There's one of them off of 35th and Thunderbird. And they had a stretch where they were making some of the best malts in that place. So yes, this is a, it is a chocolate malt mix. There we go. Where can we buy With it? Supports immune health and has 12 vitamins and minerals as well. All right, so here's what we're doing. Anywhere, just go to Next Target. week, we hit 100 views. <laughs> we're getting tattoos. And making malts. Done. Done. Although, my oldest son, his birthday's coming up. He's turning nine. 
he's got some random ass things on his wrist. <laughs> like what? Uh, but this is where I think he's getting to the age. He literally put on his birthday list is um, oh crap! I wish I had a picture of it. Maybe I can find it. I forget the exact word verbiage of it, but he put down that um, for uh, mom and dad to never be mean to me again. What? <laughs> but this is also too. This is also. This is this is us being mean. All right. Hey, you got to go put your shoes and socks on. We'll get ready for school. Doesn't do anything, dude. Go get your shoes and socks on. Why are you yelling at me, dude? We have. I don't. And then he starts getting upset because he has to put his socks on. I'm like, dude, we do this every day for school, like. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry for being so mean. <laughs> oh. But anyways. My really... parents used to spank me if we spoke back to them. Yeah. Selfishly, because I know he would really like this, but I would also like it too. And I always wanted it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And they, it's way more affordable now. It's a slushy machine. Oh. They got those machines where you can literally put any like anything in it. Are you talking about the new Ninja ones? Or something different. I don't know. It, there's just they're all over the place. Yeah, I've been hearing about the Ninja one a whole bunch. Do you have Ninja? That, yeah, that's our blender. Yeah, we have, we have two of them. We got two of them uh, for wedding gifts. Why do you know, why do you need two Ninjas? Um, we don't. One of them is still in the box, unopened, in the cabinet, and we're not telling anyone who it was. So thank you for whoever gave us the Ninja that we actually use. Why don't you just return it? Get something else. I don't. I don't. It's too late. What do you mean it's too late? I don't. I just don't want take to it to the it. store. Here's the other thing. I've broken blenders before just because I use them a lot. So essentially, for me, it's like I just know I have a backup blender when this one goes out. So which blender do you have? Do you know? I don't. It's super nice though. It's the like you can turn it on and just click smoothie, and it yeah. goes through a whole function. Do you have the one that has like the cups. Uh, like ours that has obviously you have the big smoothie thing and then you have the little things inside you can change it to make it like a dough if you wanted yep, to make it yep. dough but then it also, also ours also came with cups and then there's a lid on it uh-huh. that you twist on it and then inside the lid is like the, the knife thingies yep. and then you flip it upside down mm-hmm. and then you can also they come with lids that you can like you yep. could use the same thing yeah got that one those are sweet yeah Dude, I, I love our blender. I still owe you a wedding present. <laughs> Maybe I'll get you the uh, Ninja QB900B Master food prep processor slash slushy machine. Or you could pay for the tattoo next week. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Done. <laughs> I don't think your wife would like that, but... Hey, this is a you can come too and get one. There we go. And then you just make the QR code and then you can have whatever you want on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We ready? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sledgehammers in the Office podcast where we celebrate the heavy hitters on the job site and in the office. Today, I'm joined as usual by Mason Oxendale. What are we drinking, sir? Um... Water with my uh, Mio Energy. 
Yeah, we Which need to I get the, it back on the table so we can actually try and yeah. make an ad play. In my uh, Arsenal first place champion mug. There you go. From 2022. Golf, if I said that. I was going to say, isn't that a soccer team? No, it's actually a gay football league. <laughs> <laughs> that they host a golf tournament every year. Uh, I think, yeah, you told us about that. Yeah. And then, as always, Shamrock Farms, chocolate milk, whole milk, because that is definitely my favorite. Um, and then I think that I screwed up and didn't put any of the numbers in tonight's uh, show notes. So current active inventory is 9,234. Uh, let's see, last month we were looking at 8,255, so it's about 1,000 different. Uh, closed in the last 30 days, 4,269, and a month ago, we're looking at 4,417, so down around 200. Plywood, 2173, right about the same as where it was a month ago. And then uh, 2x4s, those are those are holding steady right in the threes. I think they were up probably 40 cents over last time we checked, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Interest rates, still in the sevens. Copper pipe, I'm not even going to check because for the most part, that one stayed pretty steady well let's see two by four 365 yeah it's same as last time we checked and so good to go on that that is kind of our way of checking in on what is uh going on in the real estate industry what's going on in the construction industry things of that nature which uh something i'm gonna follow up on just tease a little bit because i'm actually I'm looking into it a little further. This is something I've heard from a couple contractors now that there are some trades that seem to be slowing down right now. So I'm not sure what's going on, what that's all about, because usually you hear a lot of these uh, companies in the trades can't find enough people. There's too much work. I was talking to a gentleman today where he was saying that they are absolutely swamped. They had one guy, he was a cabinet installer. He retired. And they are just getting hammered with work right now. He said the other thing, though, was they've had more installers stop by um, and put in their resume. And I think the last month than he said, than he's seen like the last three years or something like that. Really? So I've heard about that. I heard about a paint crew that was slowing down a little bit. And I heard about a roofing crew that was slowing down. So obviously those are all anecdotal. There's some guys who are just slammed to the gills and... They're probably saying, like, we need help. But that's why I said I'm going to follow up on that, see what's going on, because uh, I just try and keep my ear to the ground when it comes to things like that. But before we go too far down the rabbit hole, uh, one of the things we want to talk about tonight is going to be the interest rate. So we're going to clickbait this real quick. Mason, how low of an interest rate can you give me right now? Me personally, I can't give you one. Yeah. How much of an interest rate can you give me? I would. I think we're at like seven and a half right now. That's what's usual on the market. But if I were to say, what's the homie hookup? What can you do to make this a lot better for me? What are we doing? I'll tell you, let's go buy a new build home. Why is that? Because new builds, A, housing is more affordable. Granted, you're more on the outskirts of the city than inside of it. But they're also, because they do, a lot of these builders have a lot of spec homes. So they are, for ones that are closing by the end of the year, they are giving out really good incentives and buying down your interest rate. 
So 7.5, and I think the lowest I've seen is that uh, with the new builds, they'll buy it down all the way to about almost like a five and a half. That affects your monthly payment so much. So, oh, dude, yeah, it's about, let's see, where is it? You know, because principal interest and then PMI, seeing a lot more like first time home buyers buying stuff. So, not a lot of people, you know, they're not putting the full 20% down mm -hmm. for the mortgage insurance or interest. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you're looking at like 33 for a $400,000 house. Putting your standard five percent down, you're looking at about thirty three hundred a month mm -hmm. at seven and a half, but five and a half, twenty eight hundred. A lot more affordable <laughs> that way. So, and then um, explain to people what the difference between a spec home is and what people would usually get with a new home build. Yeah, so normally, like when we bought our new build home. Um, Obviously, you go, you pick the 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 kind of the style of the home that you want. Um, but as far as oh, what do they call it, I was drawing a blank of it. But anyways, you know, you pick out this stuff. You know, the floor plans, the floor plans, and stuff like that. Uh, anything structural, extra like double sided glass doors, you kind of do that all in house. But then they send you to a, a little design studio, and you go meet with somebody, and you pick out. Bathroom fixtures, fans, lights, tile, paint colors, all that kind of stuff. And you can kind of mix match and you kind of create your own. This is this is the builder's way of making things pseudo-custom. They're going to yes. have things that they have routinely in inventory, things that they're buying in bulk quantities, and they kind of let you choose your color scheme. So they say, here's five layouts for the floor plan of the house. Here's... A handful of the upgrades that we can do do we want to do a nicer slider door do we want to do an extra bedroom leave it as a den what do you want to do with all of that you can't come in and be like oh i see what we're doing with the floor but there's actually one from the flooring um, store down the road that is ten dollars a square foot we'd like to have that put in there because that's not what they do they have a certain inventory there is a gradation to mm -hmm. uh, all those finishes but essentially they've got production crews that run through there and they are slinging material like it's nobody's business yeah like you'll go to like if you buy fulton homes like we, you'll go to a fulton design center right so all, everybody they work with you go and pick out that stuff the reason why i make that <clears throat> excuse me the the reason why i bring up that difference is because a lot of what i do is going to be on that custom side i don't have you fixed into like oh you can only choose from these three selections compared to in that case yeah, with thousand, yeah, it's definitely overwhelming, and that's kind of where you can spend a lot of the money. So you're like, oh, I get this sweet house, you know, it's only, you know, five hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Then you go to the design studio, and there's an extra hundred twenty easy, yep. easily. Yep. Okay, so, uh, so what's anyways, the difference between that and a spec home? So that's usually kind of you know when people think of new builds, how you do it, but a lot of people are switching to. Um, there's a lot of companies that are switching to um, package deals. So it's like, oh, this is the floor plan I like. This floor plan comes with package A, B, and C. Package A comes with these cabinets, this flooring, this uh, granite countertop, um, and all that stuff. And then you only have three packages to pick from. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's that way. And then a lot of people with these spec homes, spec homes are 
homes that they, the builder just started building from scratch. They had a general idea what they were doing, and then they try to sell it during the, the building process. And then, um, uh, I mean, once it's fully, usually with spec homes too, like if it's a spec home that's fully built, you can get a pretty good discount on it from the builders. Yeah. But the spec homes are where the floor plan's already picked. You can't make any adjustments. Granted, the... Essentially, uh, you're moving into a brand new resale home. Exactly. So you can't, it's a brand new new built home, but you can't change anything to it. Sometimes you can get lucky if, if you catch it in a certain stage of the home, you might be able to swap out the flooring or cabinets or stuff, but a lot of the times you can't just because they have to order these things and it takes time to get them custom made and all that stuff. Um, so with these spec homes, so right now, the way to get the cheap interest rate with these new builds is um, there are spec homes that are going to be closing within a month or two. So they're pretty much all the way done and the builders just, they want to get out from under it, you know, because the longer it sits, the more money they lose. Um, so they're offering these crazy incentives. Um, I don't know. I forget which builder it is. I mean, I don't know if we say builders' names if it matters on this podcast Man, or whatever. They... Yeah, but they're offering. They're doing a for if you can close on a home by the end of October, and there's only like it, it's not like there's twenty or thirty different homes to pick from. Usually, there's like four or five that you can homes that you can pick from. Sometimes they don't have the model that you want, but they're offering a five point eight interest rate. They're putting two percent towards your closing costs, which will cover your your closing costs plus maybe a little more. And they are buying a washer, dryer, and fridge. Because with new builds, I mean, unless you go to the design center and pick out a washer, dryer, fridge. All which, extra. Yeah, it's extra. So, But, I mean, the less you buy at the design center, the you don't wrap it into your mortgage and all that kind of stuff. You pay it outright. But... Right now, the new hot thing is going to the, we're pushing clients towards new builds because they're a little bit cheaper than the resale ones. Plus, they're brand new homes. You're getting some really nice interest rates. Like I said, you can get $500 a month off of your mortgage payment, which mm-hmm. is big time. Um, that's, that's a whole lot of money. Yeah. Um, actually, I just got an email. Let me pull it up. Okay, and while this you're doing that, Taylor, um, this is Taylor Morrison, whatever, mm-hmm. fuck it. Uh, but they've got a three bed, in a lot of these two, these homes, they're kind of, I don't know, not cookie cut. Some of them are super cookie cutter, um, but they're kind of like more like starter homes. Like this is a three bed, two bath, 1,700 square foot, two car garage. They do have smaller uh, backyards, but they have a couple of these closing that if you can close by the end of October, they're offering a 5.49% interest rate. Um, and then also... That's before the end. They're trying to get their numbers before the end of the quarter, huh? Yeah, it's just like the... Uh, um, like if you're going to buy a car... End of the year. Buy it at the end of the year because they don't necessarily... I wonder if the how if the builders are like this. Probably not, but like well, that, Taylor Morrison is a publicly traded company, so they need to report their earnings after every quarter. So they're trying to yeah. Well, my uncle owns a couple car dealerships, and I know that like at the end of the year, he makes most of his money off of they if they sell a certain amount of cars, like mm-hmm. if they send a, sell a certain amount of Dodge cars, 
that they get like a huge stipend at the end of the year. Oh, really? Kind of like that's how they make most of their money. Are you serious? Yeah, because I remember my dad bought a car. It's like a brand new Dodge Dart. I think it was retailing at like, you know, because it had a lot of bells and whistles. So it was retailing at like $24,000. Mm-hmm. And I want to say he got it for like 16000 <laughs> Like significantly below APR, all that shit that you... MSRP. MSRP, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Too much interest rate on the brain. Yeah, so new builds, I mean... If you're looking for a home, if it's you have the money, you're qualified, but it's just like because you don't want the interest rate, like go check out some new builds. The other thing too is that with new builds, usually it used to be you could find a builder that could do it in like six months from when they mm-hmm. like you choose, make all your selections. They're gonna be like, all right, that's your lot. We've got the deposit. We'll build it, and they could, if they're hustling, they could get it done in six months. When things slowed down, things got absolutely crazy with people buying houses. That slowed down to about 12 to 15 months, as we talked about mm-hmm. over and over with your house. Um, but for a lot of people, they're like, I'm not looking to wait 12 to 15 months. Mm-hmm. have a huge earnest deposit out while that house is being built. So this is kind of also the other thing, too, where it's like, if you are looking to move now, you look at, you're going to go look at this house and it's going to be a yes or no in terms of if it fits what you're looking for, great, because you know it's going to be brand new at the end of the day. Yep. But if it's a no, then it's like, all right, we're going to go look somewhere else. So yeah. it's if you want something now, these spec homes are going to be something that are for yeah. you. And these builders are claiming even from, you know, if you start from the bottom, they're claiming seven to nine month build time. So they're getting closer to the normal range. Yeah. Uh, but like a client I have now, they, you can get yourself in a pickle because there'll be a home, you know, it's like, oh, you get this interest rate, but there's like a couple things that it doesn't have that you really want. Like, uh, for instance, um, it doesn't have tile throughout the entire like bottom floor, like the house. Mm-hmm. So it's like the tile when you walk in, then there's carpet and there's only tile in the, the living room and the kitchen areas. Mm-hmm. And that's a big selling point nowadays. But it's like, you know, you've got to decide what's, what's uh, you know, your must, your must haves. Like if that's something you must have, so it's, it's like, do I get this one that it closes in two months, or there's just another one that closes in March, but you don't get those incentives. Right. But, and that's the crazy thing too. It's like, somebody could should the salespeople could sell that house that's supposed to be built in March. But if they were to wait, the longer you get to March, all of a sudden those homes that are getting closer to being ready, they get more and more incentives. Right. But at the same time, there's no guarantee. Zero guarantee. You're always rolling the dice. Yeah. And too, at the same time, you know, I think, what is it? Probably not now. Back when it was hot, like every month, the prices of new builds were going up. So Jumping. Well, that's the other thing too. Usually. Housing value is going up. So it's going to be more expensive. Not just that, but for even the communities, it's the first houses that they sell usually have the lowest price. And the last house they sell has one of the highest prices there because they've established like, yeah, we've already sold everything. We've just about made all our money back. Like Mm -hmm. it's, we're good to go. We don't need to be like, yes, please come buy a lot. Yeah. So double-edged sword you're rolling the dice a little bit but if it works out it works out yeah well i mean like we say all the time if it's the situation 
fits you, you're you're ready, you just don't like the interest rates because you don't like where it's at, mm-hmm. go take a look at new builds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to ask for things either. Yeah. Like if you're a teacher, first responder, you know, a lot of the times they'll be like, oh, yeah, we used to have that. We don't anymore. Well, can you can you call and see if we can get that? Nine times out of ten, they're going to get you that $1,500 credit that they give to teachers. And Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Little things like that. I mean, you're not gonna, probably not going to be able to get that interest rate for the, a house that closes in six months. But I mean, there's pull. I mean, they have, they can. There's a lot more pull out there. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? No, I mean, because right now, when I hear when people I talk to, is just it's the interest rates. Mm-hmm. Either people don't want to buy because of the interest rates. Sometimes it's not even because they can't afford it. It's just, oh, I don't want to have that high of an interest rate. Well, if you really want to move, then just refinance when it gets lower. Mm-hmm. But it's interest rates, so this is one of the moves that we're doing. Pushing pe- Not pushing people, but be like, hey, let's go look at new builds. Let's mm-hmm. see if something fits you. And you, There's a lot of incentives. You can get your closing costs. So pretty much down payment, lower interest rate, don't play closing costs. Maybe get a free washer and dryer. Like, and if the house has everything you want, it's easy. It's a layup. Yep. The wife and I are looking at buying a house in the spring. So we're going through all the calculations in terms of, all right, what can we buy down our interest rate to? What's the monthly payment going to be? All that good stuff. So mm-hmm. talk to, you talked to Heidi? Not yet. Yeah. But just kind of playing off the general guidelines and going from there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, sometimes, depending on your plan, it's not, it's going to cost you more money to buy down your rate than it is for you to refinance in two years. That's the but part. But you're still, you're, but I mean, that's a lot. You roll the dice in life. That's the want? part I'm stuck at. Yeah. Because I'm a very, I'm very much a guarantees person. <clears throat> I'm just like, if it, if the interest rate doesn't go down, it's like, all right, then what? Then we're just stuck with it for a longer period of time. And it's like, ah. And then if the interest rate does go down, it's like, all right, well, I guess we lost a chunk of money. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out as we get closer. We're going to start getting more serious about it probably in January. That's when we start talking to exactly the lender. To one of our lenders, I don't know if it's technically out yet, but they're doing a... Lender rate buy down. Buy down your rate for one year. The lender will pay for it. Uh, so it's like an arm in a way? No. That won't mean like when you buy down an interest rate, you do a one-year buy down, two-year forever buy down. Yeah, I'm thinking about the forevers. Yeah, so it's just a one-year buy down, buy you some time mm-hmm. on the lender's dime, so it doesn't really cost you anything. Mm. Then... You just pray that the feds drop the rates. Is that the one in Scottsdale or a different one? No, well, yeah. That's the uh, Zitlow team. Mm. Nice. All right. I'm going to give some people an update on this kitchen remodel I've got going on right now. We're just Wish you had pictures. Oh, I, I have pictures. I have videos, all that stuff. And I'm going to put it all together in a YouTube video. That's why we're just going to do a little teaser and then we'll get out of here for the night. But it would be cool if you like could talk about it and put the pictures up for people to watch yeah so we'll put it right just joking (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, we've got, let's see. When we started, we had uh, old cabinets with laminate countertop, raised area at the bar uh, seating. So, And then we had two walls that went up to the ceiling and kind of closed off this kitchen. It's probably around 11, 1200 square feet house, I just guess. Okay. Um, so, but these walls just made it seem a lot smaller. So took walls out, relocated electrical, stuff like that, cut down the wall at the bar area. So that's now level, had countertop guys come in after we put the new cabinets in. Um, they did some pretty freaking awesome quartz countertops in there. And then we did the two-inch edge detail. Ooh. So I'm I'm super excited to show everyone the YouTube video to be like, hey, check this out. So... And then for the most part, I've done almost everything in there. So, yeah, new cabinets and everything. Yeah. So he bought. Uh, have you ever heard of RTA cabinets? Mm -mm. So, they're these cabinets that instead of shipping out, like, you know how behind you we've got little cabinets. So they're shipped out like as boxes. Right? You call it a box. So yeah. the two doors go on one box. So we've got one, two, three, four right there. Instead of shipping them out like that, and they're huge, they're bulky, they come in the back of a truck, take up a ton of space, they ship them to you in panels. So they're all broken down, mm -hmm. and then you assemble them, nail them together, some wood glue, and that's it. It's pretty straightforward. The other thing is, for a lot of these, they're not made out of particle board like a lot of cabinet mm -hmm. makers are going to. They're made out of real wood. Like, they've got the plywood inside of them. Mm -hmm. So what's funny is... Um, I heard that some of these are actually going in some of the higher end homes because they're not particle board because they are actually real plywood. So uh, my friend ended up ordering them. I think the cabinet package he got was like $5,000 and for cabinets, that's a freaking steal. Yeah. So he had, he assembled them uh, before we started doing demo on his place. Uh, but they're awesome. They've got the soft clothes. They've got every everything that you would think of with your typical cabinet. All they did was ship it to you. Everything's broken down, and you just put it together. You don't have to... I believe all the holes are pre-drilled, stuff like that. Oh, so wow. you don't have to be like, oh, where does the hardware go? It's literally just a plug-and-play. You've got to the go whole drill for the, uh, the hinges and all that yep. stuff. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's super straightforward in the assembly... It's just a matter of time. So it's a nice way as far as like if someone's willing to kind of do that, you can do it correctly, then there you go. So then you have someone like me come in and yeah, tear up. the old ones out, put the new ones in. Yeah, that's up. My, I like putting things together like that. Yeah. But I don't know how to install them, so I'll just put them together and then. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So then we did a farmhouse sink and everything. So it's pretty cool. Stainless steel, all that good stuff. So I was pretty happy with it. You change the lighting in there? Like put the pendant lights in or the uh, recessed lighting? We didn't mess with the lighting too much, uh, but we took out like two of the walls and one of them was dividing the living room from the kitchen. So you walk in the front door now and it's just open. Yeah. It's not closed off. You don't feel locked in there. It's it's fantastic. Nice. I'm stupid excited. So this last Saturday we were putting in the backsplash we uh, oh we did floating shelves and the backsplash so it's it's looking pretty good. Um, 
I think I've got about one more day there if everything goes right, and then we'll nice be wrapping it up. What is this thing in the notes? Radio remotes? So in one of the walls we had... So when you talk about switches in a wall, you've got your single gang, which is going to be a single toggle switch, right? Mm -hmm. So you can have a two gang, three gang, four gang, and then basically as many as you want. So we had a three gang, which means you've got three switches in this wall. Two of them, we couldn't figure out what they go to. One of them controlled the chandelier above the dining room table. And the wiring for the other two switches, I'm pretty sure was just done incorrectly. So it didn't matter if you turn the switch on or off. It's always on, essentially, because they got their wires all messed up in there. Anyways, the one switch that did work, we were completely getting rid of that wall. So we needed to put the box in the ceiling. Um, But now that switch is gone that you were operating right there. So Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, how do we then make sure that that light is still operable So what you do, they have these, they're like a fan switch, essentially. You put this unit up in um, the top of the chandelier, and then there's a battery-powered remote switch that goes on the wall, and when you turn it off, it sends a signal to disconnect power up there and then turn it on, it turns it back on. So you could then take that, and if you have a light in the ceiling that you've got power to, you could put that switch wherever you want without Mm -hmm. having to cut into the walls. It's a nice way as far as too that you don't have to be like, all right, how am I going to get wiring from here to there? Oh yeah. All that good stuff. The other thing too, um, this one, we're going to see how good of a quality it is, but it was like 20 bucks off of Amazon. Now, if you wanted to get one that has a switch in two locations, we were looking like North of a hundred dollars. So, that's where it starts getting steep, but if you just need a switch in one location for a single fixture, mm-hmm. it's a pretty dang good way to go. Just to yeah, be, that's nice. There you go. It's a little radio switch. That's smart. Yeah. So. Did you ever have to use the? Uh, or what is it called? Where you trace the wires, where you put the red and the black, and then you take the little stick and you find out where. Oh, it goes. the toner. Yeah, or you take it to the uh, the breaker box and find out which breaker is connected to. I it. haven't had one of those. I've been on a job site where a guy was waving around the magic oh, yeah. wand. I so. did that for our last the last house we had. Yeah. And that's how I found out that one of the switches, the mic. It was you know. Like microwaves, the kitchen's over there, the switch is over here, and the microwave hot wire is into that switch. (laughs) We had a couple of those at this house. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to delete an outlet and rework some stuff. It's Electrical seems to be one of the biggest things that you get into and you just go, what happened here? Which I'm surprised because a lot of people, it happens because people just think they can do it. It's that, or whoever's building the house was able to get it wired, but it works, but it's like, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) So, because you're supposed to have a dedicated outlet for your microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, this was, that house was somebody who just like lived in it, fixed it up for six months and. Had no contractor license or anything. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Well, you know, you worked on that house. Oh yeah. That house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, I'm super excited about that one. We're gonna have a YouTube video up. I'm in uh, tracking that one all the way through the project. So nice. Okay. Really excited. And then, 
there's a gentleman at the church I go to, and he's been super nice with uh, referring a ton of work to me. Mm-hmm. He works for um, a custom home builder up in uh, like Cave Creek and Scottsdale area, super luxury uh, stuff that he's doing. And he used to do work on the side when he was younger. He's, I think, in his 50s now. Yeah. Um, his sons are about my age. Anyways, um, he was he start he's not really doing side work anymore. So he's starting to send people my way. And there's someone who reached out to me who has a place uh, up in Munns Park. Ooh. And apparently his neighbor in Phoenix also has a place up in Munns Park. And he's started talking to me about these huge like this pretty big project he wants to do like new windows new sliders he wants to create this shed that he's got this drawing for I'm like okay dude what are we doing so i don't know i'm i'm super excited to wrap this one up but dude a little you know for four weeks every weekend having a little staycation up there that's that might be what you got to get started now though because once it starts getting cold up there well what that guy was talking about he's like if you want to start in the spring or summer he's like let's do that yeah so he he understands. He's like last winter you wouldn't be able to build anything. So let's not even risk it. But I'm kind of surprised. We've had a lot of people reaching out about work. So I'm super excited going into the end of the year and then also for beginning of next year. Yeah. So hell yeah. Cool. Anything else? Nope. All right. Until next time. Hope your hammer stays accurate. Your Wi-Fi fast. And you work blessed. See you, everybody. That was way louder this time. Yes, it was.